0: A delegation sent by the Biden administration has arrived in Taiwan. It's led by former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mike Mullen, and it comprises four other former defense and security officials, who are set to meet Taiwan's president, premier and other top officials.
1: The group landed at the Songshan Airport Tuesday afternoon. The visit is seen as a sign of support for Taiwan at a sensitive time, just after Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
2: An American Gulfstream plane rolls down the runway at Taipei Songshan Airport. It's carrying a delegation sent by U.S. President Joe Biden. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu stood on the tarmac, wearing a mask with the flags of Taiwan and the U.S., and ready to greet the guests with an elbow bump. The first to disembark was former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mike Mullen. He was followed by former Under Secretary of Defense for Policy Michelle Flournoy, former Deputy National Security Advisor Megan O'Sullivan, and former White House National Security Council Senior Directors for Asian Affairs Michael Green and Evan Medeiros. All assembled, the delegation waved at reporters and posed for a photo. The delegation is composed of high-level former security and defense officials. It's led by Mullen, previously the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the highest ranking and most senior military officer in the U.S. Armed Forces. It's also an important advisory position for the U.S. President and the Department of Defense. Flournoy was previously an Undersecretary of Defense. After stepping down from office, she formed a global strategic advisory firm with now Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Flournoy is seen as a popular candidate for the next U.S. Secretary of Defense. O'Sullivan has extensive experience related to the Middle East, but is also familiar with the trilateral relationship between the U.S., Japan, and Europe. Green and Maduro served the George W. Bush and the Obama administration, respectively. They both handled matters regarding Taiwan and visited the island on several occasions. They both have a deep understanding of cross trade affairs. <inaudible>
3: President Biden has dispatched high-ranking former officials to Taiwan. From this, we can see the importance of the Taiwan-U.S. relationship, the importance of Taiwan status, and the importance of regional peace for the U.S., which continues to resolutely support Taiwan.
2: After arrival, the delegation headed to the Taipei Marriott Hotel. They are scheduled to meet with President Tsai Ing-wen, Premier Su-Zhen Chang, and Defense Minister Chou Guo-Zhen Wednesday morning. On Wednesday evening, They are scheduled to attend a banquet with the president, where the two sides will exchange views on the Taiwan-U.S. relationship as well as international developments. The delegation is due to head home at 10 p.m. after a quick 30-hour itinerary in Taiwan.
3: I think the most important thing is that Biden attaches great importance to Taiwan's concerns. He is willing to send people to Taiwan to further discuss our bilateral security cooperation.
2: Noting that the trip comes amid the Ukraine crisis, the lawmaker says the visit is a sign that Biden prioritizes Indo-Pacific affairs and is committed to maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. Following the delegation's visit, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is scheduled to arrive in Taiwan Wednesday night.
1: Taiwan is responding to the Ukraine crisis with humanitarian assistance. A China Airlines plane took off from Taiwan on Monday evening, carrying 27 metric tons of medicine and medical equipment.
0: The supplies will first go to Germany before being transported to Ukraine. President Tsai Ing-wen shared photos of the plane on Facebook, writing that Taiwan is taking concrete action to help a fellow democratic nation.
2: Medical supplies marked with the Taiwan flag go into the cargo hold. Taiwan has launched a humanitarian relief response to the Ukraine crisis. On the evening of February 28th, it sent its first shipment of aid, 27 metric tons of medicine and medical supplies.
3: In addition to participating in global economic sanctions, Taiwan will also play an important role in humanitarian aid. It's now launching Taiwan Can Help 2.0.
2: The supplies will arrive at Frankfurt, Germany, before being transferred to the Ukrainian government through an appropriate channel. On social media, President Tsai Ing-wen emphasized that Taiwan can help and that as a member of the Global Democratic Alliance, it has joined in the effort to provide humanitarian relief. She wrote that Taiwan hopes to do its part, taking concrete actions to support Ukraine, a nation that also cherishes freedom and democracy. She wrote that Taiwan must work with other democratic nations to uphold its hard-won freedom and democracy.
3: As Ukraine faces Russia's aggression, its refugees and its people are getting a helping hand from friends in other nations. I urge our NGOs to support Ukraine at this time.
2: Since Russia's invasion, more than 300,000 Ukrainian refugees have fled their country. The United Nations estimates that 7 million Ukrainians have been displaced, while 18 million will need humanitarian aid if the fighting continues. Besides supplies, Ukraine is also in need of monetary donations, with charity scams running rampant. Former Taiwan diplomat Vincent Chao started a website to publish verified donation information.
3: People are encouraged to donate directly to the Ukrainian government and related organizations in need. To put it simply, money does not go through our hands.
2: The website provides the account details of the Ukrainian military, the International Red Cross, and organizations that provide medical aid and combat supplies. There's a range of options for demonstrating Taiwan support for Ukraine.
0: Ten Taiwan nationals are stranded in Turkey after evacuating from Ukraine. They were denied onward travel to Taiwan by airline staff. According to Taiwan's foreign ministry, they were blocked from boarding their flight due to a misunderstanding.
1: The airline was not aware that Taiwan had waived its pre-flight PCR test requirements for the travelers. Let's hear from an evacuee.
3: We showed the Turkish staff the same documents we had used at warsaw Airport. We explained that we had come from Ukraine. The Taiwan ground staff told them, we also require a PCR test. They had not received the latest information from the health ministry. We had announced it before. People returning from Ukraine do not need to show a PCR test taken before boarding. I'm sure our foreign missions will offer the necessary assistance as soon as possible. Turkish Airlines misunderstood our instructions on waiving the PCR test requirement. We have made the necessary arrangements for them to return to Taiwan as soon as possible.
1: The evacuees have been rebooked for a flight to Taiwan Thursday morning. Turkish Airlines has arranged accommodation for them until departure. In related news, the Ministry of Education has released an update on Taiwan's last three students in Ukraine. One has already been evacuated to Slovakia, the other two have been transported by bus out of Ukraine's conflict zone. Ukrainians living in Taiwan rallied again outside Russia's representative office in Taipei on Tuesday. They were joined by other European expats and local human rights activists.
0: The protesters condemned Russia for invading Ukraine and urged Putin's regime to withdraw. They also asked the international community to donate food and other supplies to help the people of Ukraine.
4: Shame on Shame on okay,
3: okay. Ukrainians hold up placards and chant slogans outside Russia's representative office in Taiwan. A protester hands over an anti-war petition.
4: your army murderers!
3: They called the Russian president a murderer and urged Russia to remove its troops from Ukraine.
5: Russian President Vladimir Putin, he killed our people. It didn't start four or five days ago. It started eight years
4: ago. We must to fight back. All our families right now in danger and we can say that it's not your responsibility. But I say it's your government. It didn't change for. Over than 20 years Ukraine,
5: we'll
3: Since Russia invaded Ukraine last week, several Ukrainians in Taiwan have demonstrated outside Russia's representative office in Taipei, along with Lithuanian and Polish residents. On Tuesday, they were joined by civic groups, including the Taiwan Association for Human Rights and Hong Kong Outlanders. Together, they denounced Russia's invasion, saying they had collected over 3,000 signatures against the war over the previous few days. Activists say everyone stands with the people of Ukraine.
2: Putin's regime in Russia is leading an unjust and aggressive war. Not only has it ruthlessly attacked the people of Ukraine, we've also seen it suppress nearly 6,000 Russian citizens who rose up against the war. We need not justify this petition or our actions because they are acts of basic humanity. A shipment of humanitarian aid is now on its way to Ukraine from Taiwan. Taiwan can truly say Taiwan can help.
3: Ukrainians are moving to defend their country, and they're also calling on Taiwan to help. They urge democracies around the world to band together to counter Russian aggression.
0: The Shi Marathon is coming up in less than a month. This year, Taiwan's premier running event celebrates its 20th birthday.
1: A special exhibition at New Taipei City Hall marks its coming of age. Anyone interested in the history of running in Taiwan will be fascinated by the story of the race, which now attracts thousands of athletes annually.
2: A beautiful dawn greets the coast, sky and sea blending together. Wanjing Jing Shi Marathon in New Taipei draws tens of thousands of athletes every year. This year, on March 20th, the run celebrates its 20th anniversary. An exhibition in New Taipei City Hall introduces visitors to three big themes of the race essential preparation, essential sights, and essential knowledge. Visitors can enjoy souvenirs and a photo wall, as well as shrunk-down versions of memorable stretches of the race course and little-known facts about the event. The venue even features a tiny racetrack where you can get a taste of Wen Jingshi's wave bridge.
3: We will head toward our next milestone with a value of 10 billion NT, 100 companies, and a platinum logo.
2: This year, runners' names have been made into an athlete's name wall, extending the exhibition into a walkway in Ban Chao Station.
3: We've reached one milestone, and now we will march toward another milestone. Let's give our all to boost the sports industry and encourage more people to share in this marathon, which is the only Taiwanese race of the highest international standard.
2: The history of Wanjingshi is the history of running in Taiwan, from a niche hobby to a gigantic calendar staple. It is the only event in Taiwan to enjoy the highest certification from World Athletics.
1: Taiwan confirmed four local cases on Tuesday. Three are elementary school students connected to a Taoyuan preschool cluster. The fourth, found in Taipei, was also connected to a pre existing cluster.
0: As of Tuesday, the CECC is still tracking six clusters with an unknown infection source. Let's hear from the CECC.
4: A
3: total of 15 Omicron sequences have been detected so far. We are still monitoring six chains with an unknown source. There's the Taoyuan preschool chain, the designer chain in Greater Taipei, the family chain in Greater Taipei, the Taichung port chain involving marine surveyors, and the quarantine hotel cluster involving nurses. A total of six.
0: The quarantine hotel cluster involves nurses who were infected on the job. The CCC has not been able to match the nurses' virus with that of any of other local cases. It's now comparing the viral sequence with that of recent imported cases hoping to find a match. The CCC eased Taiwan's mask mandate today, allowing the removal of masks for many indoor and outdoor activities.
1: Masks are no longer compulsory when exercising taking photos, filming, or giving speeches, among other activities. But at one local park, most were seen with their masks firmly on amid continued COVID fears.
3: It's a lovely spring day and people are out at the park for a little exercise. As of Tuesday, masks are no longer required for outdoor exercise. Even so, locals are keeping their masks firmly on.
2: I <laughs> I was chatting with some friends, and they all think the pandemic still hasn't calmed down. So most people still want to wear face masks.
3: Amid COVID concerns, most prefer not to ditch the masks. But one local shooting hoop says it's much more comfortable without a mask.
2: If I'm playing by myself, I probably won't wear one. If there are people near me, I will, to protect myself.
3: With the spread of COVID slowing in Taiwan, the CECC eased its mask mandate on Tuesday. Masks are no longer required when doing exercise, taking photos, driving cars, live streaming, filming or giving speeches, among other activities. People line up to buy a bento box, which they can now enjoy on the train. Eating and drinking are once again allowed on the TRA, high-speed rail and intercity coach buses. Markets and supermarkets can offer food samples to shoppers. The CECC also scrapped its mandatory rapid testing at airports and ferry terminals for travel to the outlying islands. It also partially lifted a ban on hospital visits, though stricter regulations will remain in place in Taipei, New Taipei, Taoyuan and Kaohsiung.
2: Over time, all the restrictions will be lifted. That is our goal, of course. We haven't set a hard deadline, and it will all depend on the pandemic.
3: The doctor says the pandemic will determine how fast Taiwan lifts its COVID restrictions. For now, face masks must remain on at all times, except for the situations outlined by the Cecc.
0: Taiwan's business indicator flashed yellow-red in January, indicating that the economy is in a state of transition.
1: The month before, the the light had flashed red to signal booming growth.
3: The economic indicator in January was yellow-red. The composite score was two points lower compared to the previous month. The main reason is that the stock price index and the business climate index both fell by one point. They were both right on the threshold. The geopolitical impact of the Russia-Ukraine crisis will of course affect the movement of the financial market. There will more or less be some effect. We're seeing that in the stock price index. It's perhaps for this reason that we're seeing a fluctuation.
1: The National Development Council expects exports and investments to maintain their momentum this year, but it warns that the full economic impact of the Ukraine war remains to be seen. The egg shortage drags on, but at restaurants with a solid supply, eggs have become a massive boon.
0: Numerous restaurants are attracting diners with free egg promotions. For egg lovers who can't find any in the stores or for, can only at eye-watering
2: prices, it's hard to resist. <laughs> A seafood platter or marbled beef are both luxurious ingredients for spicy hot pot. But gripped as we are by an egg shortage, it's the humble egg causing the biggest fuss. Best of all, they're free.
3: There's an egg shortage, and one egg is 15 NT in the store. But here, there's an unlimited supply. It gets customers in the door. There's a free supply, but of course, only for dine-in. You can't take extra eggs home. So have lots while you're here.
2: White eel is dipped in a special sauce to sizzle in the oven. Rice seasoned with furikake, cilantro and shrimp eggs completes the meal. This used to be the restaurant's specialty, but now it's just the side dish. The owner of this Japanese restaurant says any customer who meets the minimum spend can get five free eggs per table. Just as he hoped, the offer has enticed lots of desperate egg lovers to his door.
3: You can't buy them at the market, but if you come and eat here, they give you eggs. It seems very kind and generous. It means we can have eggs every week. It's great! There's an egg shortage everywhere, so we're using these to give back and make a promotion of it.
2: The restaurant is working with its long-term egg supplier to keep them on the menu. It hopes the move will keep loyal customers at its side if any eggs are left over they'll be donated to local neighbors and disadvantaged families
4: Uh, this
2: This pasta restaurant is also on the free eggs train there are 20 free omelets on offer each day for children of preschool or elementary age for children who are growing fast it's more vital than ever to get a healthy balanced diet and plenty of protein
1: and now a hidden gem for art lovers a new blockbuster show "Wild guests to one of Taipei's minor art museums. The show Images on Chinese Modern Embroidery revealed the extensive art collection of tech pioneer Andrew Cho.
0: Showing at Hongga Museum in Beitou District, the exhibition featured hundreds of rare masterpieces and is valued at tens of billions of NT dollars. Cho's most prized piece is a depiction of legendary spy Xishi washing silk.
5: Andrew Chu is one of the world's most assiduous embroidery collectors. As the founder of Taiwan's first local semiconductor foundry, Unitron, Chu once employed both Acer founder Stan Shur and Raymond Sung, chairman of the Lighton Group.
4: Tech
5: was a way to
4: make a living for me. Art is what my soul loves the most. My family needed my support, so I chose a career where it would be easier to make money.
5: In 1969, Chu founded Unitron Electronics. At the time, many tech companies were collapsing and the semiconductor industry was much derided. But Chu made a success of his business and a few years later launched another company, Guangda Electronics. But he lost a small fortune after agreeing to be a financial guarantor for a friend.
4: After I had paid off his debt, in 1987 I had nowhere to turn. I was wondering where to go. So then I went off to Germany with nothing but a briefcase under my arm.
5: It was Chu's chance to bounce back. He expanded into the European electronic parts market, making tens of millions of US dollars. While abroad, art became his spiritual refuge. Through a friend's guidance, he fell in love with a new art medium, one he had previously scorned as mere handicraft, embroidery.
4: In our minds, embroidery is just like the embroidered shoes made by granny and grandpa. When I really looked at it, I was astonished. How could embroidery be so beautiful? It's a creation of art.
5: One of these works takes three to five years for embroidery expert to complete. Chu bought a number of masterpieces of China's Suzhou and Hunan provinces. The collection numbers over 600 artworks and is valued at tens of billions of NT dollars. Chu's most prized piece is this depiction of legendary spy, Shi Shi, washing silk.
4: This is a in the air.
5: On one side, the embroidery shows Xi Shi as a pure and charming maiden. The other side reveals her in later life, dressed in court finery as a concubine. Its delicate stitching is considered impeccable. In
4: principle, we will not sell a single embroidery. They are all to be kept here and well preserved. I say that museums should not be so grand and out of reach. We welcome everyone to come in, even if you're wearing slippers.
5: After several decades collecting embroidery, Chu says his later life has been all about promoting art. He wants his museum to be a welcoming place for people from all walks of life, where fine art becomes accessible for everyone.